temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Yeah. That's right. We're glad you could join us. It's time to sit back, get comfortable, talk about some weird stuff, and just chill for a while. Welcome to After Hours with the Rise Guys. Here's Mad Man at nine. Hey, that's us. Yeah, it is. That's both of us together. Yes, sir. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, depending on where you're listening to this. This is episode, you know, eventually we're going to lose count, and that's just fine. I think it's 17. I think it is 17. Actually, no, I won't ever lose count, because we get paid for these. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And by the end of the year, you'll have at least 19 episodes total. Here's hoping. Maybe 20. We'll see if we get ambitious or not. We appreciate you so much. Look, I appreciate anyone who takes the time out of their day to listen. But mm-hmm. there's certain numbers that we get to look at and be privy of. And, you know, a lot of podcasts, they'll have a bunch of downloads, but you can see, well, they only listen to five minutes of the 45 minutes or 30 minutes of the five-hour interview. Yeah, kind of like when uh, when you post a video on on Facebook, if you have a, a band or a radio show or anything where you post videos on a Facebook page, you get you see this, man, a lot of people watch that. Three-second views. Mm. Those are people who watched it for at least three seconds. The majority of them probably didn't watch much longer than that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so we appreciate you that you took your time out to uh, listen to the show, uh, but also the numbers, the, the listen-throughs, they call them, mm-hmm. are beginning to end there's like one or two people out there each week that don't listen to the whole part yeah screw them yeah yeah maybe something happened oh god well there's a pause button though finish it up if you have to go number two that's true well i can listen while i number two that's usually when i do listen yeah i always listen to stuff in there that's why i take my phone with me so i can be entertained because sometimes it takes a while yeah uh, Sometimes so, I sit there and my feet go to sleep. You know, <laughs> dude, same here. <laughs> dude, I, you go there and you sometimes you leave your phone out there, you know, not in the, you don't take it with you because you know if you get in there, you're going to settle in. And I did the other day and I started uh, cyber shopping. Yeah. Shopping. Oh, yeah. And uh, boy, I went to stand up. It was like Bambi for the first time. Those dear baby legs. Like, yeah. Oh, Lord. I know the feeling. I feel like I'm walking on uh, needles right now. You got to stand here for a few seconds before I try to walk back down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> Douglas J. Needles. Yeah. Played by the great uh, Flea yeah. of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Michael Balsari? Yeah. Uh, never got to meet Flea. No, never met Never Flea. met any of the Chili Peppers. Never met Anthony Kiedis. Never met John Frusciante or Chad Smith or Will Ferrell, who or, looks like Chad Smith. Or the, uh, what's the guy's name? Clil Green? What was his name? Heivel Slavic? Oh, Hillel? Say again? Hillel? Hillel Slovak? Yes. Yeah, he died a long time ago. Yes, I never met him. Close to thirty-five years, I believe. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, Flea. I I would pop for really meeting Flea because he was, uh, you know, I'm a big Back to the Future Mark. Yeah, he was Needles, man. I mean, he's been a lot of movies. I mean, McMark. He was in Lebowski too. He was a nihilist. Well, for me personally, uh, he speaks to me for that reason. But of course, the way he freaks out, you know, playing the playing the bass. But also, uh, he's like a good person too. Yeah, man, he's real chill. He's always like, doing yoga and stuff, and just well, that doesn't really... mean you're a good person. Well, I know he's just real chill though. He's just super chill, 
like in touch spiritual kind of guy weird You've seen the satanic yogas those are the ones with the goats those are what i do yeah well, duh. Oh. um but yeah he, he's uh and i'd like to i'd like to meet them i saw him perform while well, you were there jim yeah well we did meet uh well we'd met him before but we did see ron white at a chili peppers <laughs> concert in charlotte okay i was about to say how are you associating tater salad with chili peppers yeah we saw him at the well, now it's the Spectrum Center. It used to be Bobcat's Arena or whatever up in Uptown Charlotte. We were there for Red Hot Chili Peppers and Gnarls Barkley, and uh, we were in the beer line with Ron White. And we'd met him before because he'd done some stuff down here for us, for the station, and some shows we'd been part of. So we'd met him before, and we'd interviewed him several times, but it was cool to see him in a casual sort of setting. Man, you're, you know what? All things considered, if you know anything about Nine's background and things he does off the air, it's amazing your memory. Like, Isn't it? Some some things I forget, but other things I'm good. About. If I was sitting down to write a uh, autobiography, or if I write it myself, is that a biography or an autobiography? That'd be auto. What? A biography is when you choose to write one about me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if I was doing, I would not include that because I would have totally forgotten. And it's not because I've met so many celebrities, especially the casual. Like the other day on the Rise Guys, I was talking about the time I went to the Peach Bowl. Uh, uh, not the not the bowling alley in Greer. But the actual football bowl game. Yeah. Uh, the one in Atlanta used to be at the Georgia Dome when there was a Georgia Dome. Yeah. I'm heavy set. So was my buddy at the time, Kale. And we took the elevator, elevator, um, and Strong, Strom Thurmond was Strong Thurmond. Strom Thurmond. Yeah. And I was, uh, Senator. I was, I was so taken aback because it was like, oh, you're seeing someone that you're not supposed, you're not expecting to see. Yeah. Absolutely not expecting to see him. Like if I'm in line at a, a, a Blanking Con, and I've paid $125 for a photo op and an autograph. Then I didn't expect Shatner to be there. Right. So, uh, but yeah, those little, yeah, but tater salad, I forgot all about that. Yeah. yeah. That was very, that was, yeah, I remember the glassy look in his eyes. Oh, yeah, he was feeling good. Yeah. Getting him another drink, Those are man. blunts. Those are not just cigars. No, no, those <laughs> giant blunts, yeah. He was having him a good time that night. But yeah, we'd, we'd had him down here at, at uh, Little John Coliseum in Clemson for a, a couple shows at that point, I think. Yeah. And uh, along with people like Larry the Cable Guy and Bill Ingvall. And, but basically the blue-collar guys who aren't Jeff Foxworthy, because at that point he was doing the, the smarter-than-a-fifth-grader thing. You know, I just now thought about this, too. This is why I'm going to keep you around forever, Jimmy. It's like you're my, uh, you're my cloud. Like I, I have these memories and I, I upload them, and then I forget until I – get with the cloud and then the cloud reminds me mm-hmm. is uh i have met all the blue collar comedy guys comedian blue collar comedians see i don't think i've met foxworthy anywhere but all the other ones i've met at least once or twice you've met three of the four with me you met me with or you met bill Ingvall with me yeah larry the cable guy a couple times a couple times we drank yeah. uh beers with uh uh tater salad yeah and we or met no him, uh scotch we met him a couple times too we met tater salad i think three or four times and then uh, I went to uh, Coca-Cola 600 yeah. in Charlotte. Ran into the Fox. Foxworthy was there for the pre-race prayer. That's where you met Richard Richard Petty, not Richard Petty. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Rob Inerio's in all those photos. He is. I cropped him out. <laughs> Which, the size of him is, is only half a crop. It's pretty easy to crop him out. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, all those guys truly... Cool as hell dudes. Like a lot of these people, you know, even this doesn't come from like a radio in the, uh, certainly we're not even in the media, but from a entertainment side of whatever. Yeah. A lot of you have met people because you've, you've either had chance meetings or at airports or at restaurants or, hey man, do you know Chevy Chase ate at Ruby Teezy's? Yeah, the one up on Pelham Road, right up the road from us. Or people will freak out just like Fat Boy when they see uh, Trevor Lawrence out somewhere. Yeah, or pe- man, people lost their minds when Keanu Reeves came to the Greenville area for one day. Yeah. For, well, not even for one day, for a couple hours. But we were talking about even uh, our own uh, Twisted Todd that works here at the 93.3 The Planet radio station here in Greenville does afternoons. He paid money many times to meet Darth Vader, Dave Prowse, who just passed away. Yeah, he did. So a lot of people have had the access to meet people, uh, but those guys were just su- superb, very accommodating. Ingvall, the warmest. Yeah. Which is kind of— Very nice guy, Ingvall. Just very— just. I see him now, and I just smile because I was like, you are such a good dude. Yeah. Not that anyone thinks otherwise, but just— 
Such a nice guy. Very warm. There's Larry the Cable Guy. He always you, you always meet him in character. Or yes. At least half in character, That's it seems it. like. So he doesn't really say much. He's just halfway in character and don't really want to entertain people. Yeah. Because he's not getting paid yet. Right. Yeah, it's one of those interesting things, man. Yeah, Ingvall's always super nice uh, as far as comedians go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not uncommon. You're going you're gonna to meet some people if you go out and do and you go places because they're going to be out and doing things and going places. But I will say this. A hell of a hard bridge for me to cross to to pay money to go to a meet and greet or anything like that or a signing or anything. I never did it much when I was younger, when it was the time I would have done it. But hey, now that I'm in my mid-30s, ain't no way I'm pay to meet you my ass. Let me ask you this. As Radio's 9, do you think, like, I remember, I'm just being quite honest, transparent as hell. When when you do radio, you get access to concert tickets. Mm-hmm. It just comes with the territory. And I remember when there was a concert that came around that we had no involvement in that I wanted to go to, I had to buy the tickets, and I was like, bull crap, this sucks. So I wonder, had you not been exposed to that at such an early age, if that would have been your, your thing? Yeah, I don't know. I might have been more apt to do it then. Um, I'll still buy it. I, I, I don't always like it. If, it's, if it seems like a show that we should be because there are other radio stations in the building it seems like a show we should be able to get access to right and we can't that kind of bugs me uh but if it's you know something like you know like a radio station around here gonna have tickets like sturgill simpson or tyler childers or something so i go work for them gotta buy those yeah um but i don't i don't really mind doing that and it's weird i'll, I'll pay to see your show but i won't pay for the the I'm not going to VIP meet and greet. Put anybody on such a pedestal. I'm going to pay for 30 seconds of your time. Like the first one that I remember. I buy you cameo neither. Or your OnlyFans. You show me that butthole for free. <laughs> yeah. David Allen Greer. Yeah. I was trying to think of someone that could be pointed at. It had to be Dag. Um, the first person that I remember doing that or banned was Kiss, and it was a thousand bucks. Oh, yeah, man. That was the first one. It was like unheard of. Yeah. And they do it on a green screen in full costume, so it doesn't look like you're actually there with them because there's a giant one in the building of some people who work here with Kiss. It looks and it fake. It looks fake. It looks fake as hell. It doesn't look like it. Or, or that it's a ma- you know, wax statue or a mannequin. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's real living people beside them, but it's really like Gene and Paul and then whoever's not Ace and Peter. Do you remember back to Larry the Cable Guy and when we've been around him, um, he's always in the character, which is really a character because we started having him on before he popped. Yeah. And we he lived in Sanford, Florida. You may have heard of them. Yeah. And uh, we would we called his, uh, we had his home number because I don't even, I'm sure he had a cell, but we had his home number and he would answer the phone and he'd say, this is Dan. It would say, what's up, Larry? Oh, I was you Yeah, know, then you go right into it. Yeah. Right into it, man. Um, but yeah, the the meet and greet stuff. I I come from a place where... They used to do the sports stuff a lot. Yes, absolutely. I remember the, the first one I ever paid for it was... Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even a fan. It was just to meet and take my picture with an athlete was Gaylord Perry. Yeah. Who, at the time, his big claim to fame was that he had played for... What was his name? N- well... <laughs> 90% of all Major League Baseball teams. Yeah. He's been around for like 30 years. Most no, Known most as a Yankee, I guess? And the pine tar incident with uh, Je- uh, George Brett. George Brett, yeah. So that was, and then I, you know, eventually I would meet like Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. Wilt Chamberlain, Bo Jackson. I paid for all of them. Though. Yeah. I yeah. paid for it. Now, there were some where I would, but because of radio, I got to go to like the Hootie and the Blowfish golf tournaments and meet. Dan Marino and Brett Favre, and then I also got to go to some of the ones here locally and meet the uh, Wayne. I met Wayne Gretzky at mm-hmm. the uh, Cliffs. Yeah, yeah, but that was because of radio. I, I did. I did. I bought a meet and greet kind of thing one time for an ex of mine. I was gonna call you on that. Who was really into into Incubus? Uh, so you pay an extra hundred bucks a person. You need to go backstage at the uh, the the amphitheater in Charlotte that smells like a trash dump always in the summertime. It just always smells like. The dumpster. I don't know why. Close your eyes. I feel like I'm there. Yeah, he's always are in the dumpster up there. It's always the hottest damn place in the universe. Yeah. Uh, so you go out there and uh, you go around back and you you get to walk through a line. You get to take a big group picture. With, again, it's hundred dollars a person. You take a big group picture of you and twelve people in Incubus, and you can't tell who's in the band and who ain't at this point. And you get them to sign a little like it's like a five by seven kind of card stock postcard kind of thing. Right. And this is what you paid a hundred bucks for. 
Now, if it's a, if it's something like a, if you have a, a a baseball autograph by Bo Jackson, there's some value in that. There always will be some value in that, at least until our generation's dead. But a picture of me and eleven strangers and Incubus, oh man, it's not worth a damn thing to anybody, not even me. And and they're the Incubus's autographs on a five by seven piece of cardboard isn't really worth anything. And, and I know a lot of people are fans of the band, and they might think it's worth something, but in terms of memorabilia, it ain't worth nothing. Probably more in shipping than the actual value. Yeah, yeah, you'd be really lucky to sell that for twenty bucks. You, I mean, you would have conned somebody to sell that for twenty bucks. Yeah, you would have. You'd feel you should not sleep at night because you ripped somebody off for that twenty bucks. Speaking of the con, I'll give you some advice if you ever run up on a celebrity or an athlete that will only personalize because they feel as though if they personalize it, you're not going to resell it. Mm-hmm. If they ask you your name, always go with John. Yeah, because you can resell those. Yeah. You know why? A lot of John. A lot of hookers. A lot of John. Well, no, no, no. Well, you know, the oh, guy's yeah. name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it, typically if I'm asking for an autograph, it's because I, I want it for myself. Sure. Um, the, did the, we have to pay? Stuff, there's a lot of, lot of sellables there, though. Did we have to pay for the Dale Murphy experience that time, or was that a freebie gimmick? I want to say that was comp to us, but I don't recall. It's been so long ago. Yeah. But I yeah. had that personalized because it's one of those things. I'm never going to sell this, and I had this, yeah. I had him sign it to Matthew, my number one fan, Dale Brian Murphy. I had him sign his middle name. Yeah, he's already had a Dale Murphy regular sign. Yeah, it's not true though. You're not his number one fan. We know his number one fan, and it's not you. It's, the tax receipts prove it. You're absolutely <laughs> our right. Our buddy Dave has established himself as number one Murph fan. Hey, it's tied with a charity. <laughs> He's very charitable. He's a philanthropist. He's a great guy, Murph yeah. and Dave, both of them. Uh, I, I've taken my child to meet uh, a couple different, uh, well, this has been years ago, obviously, but uh, Walking Dead people. Yeah, and uh, that's I think there was one of those where you went to see the Walking Dead people's where you met Kane Hodder, and I've always been jealous of that one because I never had the opportunity to meet Kane Hodder unless I paid for it, and I ain't going to pay for it. See, that was actually good. That was actually very bittersweet, or, or, or I guess silver lining is that I, this was in Atlanta, so, you, you know, driving down there, I think we spent the night, or spend it, and, uh, and then the tickets in and all that stuff, and then we had recently had Kane Hodder uh, from uh, Friday the 13th. He was Jason in several. Yeah, parts. Five. Seven, eight, nine, Jason X. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah, seven, eight, nine, X. Yeah, Who was number five, Jason? He's great. It wasn't Jason. It was the paramedic in part five. No, part five is where it started, where the, the, they got electrocuted by the uh, the thing that was rammed in his... Uh, well, that's part six. I don't remember who played Jason in that one, but he did a good job. He's a good Jason. But a lot I, of personality in that Jason. Yeah, so we're at this... Uh, walk- Slapstick Jason. Walking Dead Con or whatever uh, in uh, Atlanta, and uh, Kane Hodder's over there at his booth, and I was like, what's up, Kane? It's... Uh, um, it's Matt Man from the Rise Guys. You were on our show two weeks ago. He's like, hey, come over here. And got to chat with him, and he gave me a hockey mask and autographed it and then took a picture of himself choking me. Yeah, yeah. All right, I took the – someone took the photo. I think Grace took the photo of him choking me. Yeah, out. he's always a guy I've wanted to meet. I just never had a chance to do it without paying way too much money to do it. You've met DDP. It, it, very similar in look. Yeah, yeah. Just DDP's taller and, and not as thick. Yeah. Yeah, but they look similar, yeah. Remember the time we met DDP backstage at Nitro? I just recalled that popping in my memory. Yeah, we had to wait for him to get done smoking out by the loading dock before, we, before he came back in to see us. Yeah, and he, it was right inside the curtain. And then, literally, we were backstage for all of two minutes. Yeah, and then the David Flair entertained us for a minute before DDP got there. Ah. Yeah. I haven't seen David Flair in a couple of years now. I always enjoy seeing him. I know. Now that he looks just like his dad did like before the plane crash when Rick was like thick, that's what David looks like now. It's funny. Can I tell you a personal thing? This may be have to be a, a two-parter because I'm having all these floods of memories, and I don't want to edit room it. Ah, go for it. This could be two parts. But Makes it easier for next week. I'm David Flair, Rick Flair's son. Uh, I used to, uh, and what's the thing I want to say? I did own a dildo company, but I also used to mess around in ball cards. You and, did, yeah. And uh, my buddy Paul Klein at On Greenville Baseball Card would have all these different celebrity athlete signings, and I would always be the, the guy that would sit at the table and kind of hurry people through. Mm-hmm. And uh, David Flair, by the way, Eskimo Brothers with George Clooney. Yes, it's true. Yeah, it is. That's a, that was not a work. That was a shoot. Only dude from Shelby to be Eskimo Brothers with George Clooney. I'm positive of that. Has to be. Um, so... For Ric Flair to, to have Ric Flair come sign autographs and make an appearance, you got David Flair, who was on Nitro WCW and was, you know, in the he was in the limelight at this point. Yeah. 
uh, you could get him for an additional small amount of money. Yeah. You know? So that was the deal. And I I kind of buddied up David Flair. Not in a – I have to say it. part of my soul would say, yes, it's because it's Ric Flair's son. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just happen – Ryan Klesko Jr. was over there. I wouldn't buddy it with him. Well, he's about your age. David's about your age. Makes, makes sense for various and reasons. And he seemed very lost in the moment. Like, oh, my God, I can't deal with it. Why do you want to pay for my argument? All this stuff. He always seemed way too regular guy to be in the position he was in. And it, it's, it, I think it's a strong testament to, uh, to, to, it has to be a strong testament to his mother to grow up as Ric Flair's son and turn out just as a regular dude. Very much so. Is that just a strong mother figure in his life? Very much so. And, and so I, I remember saying, hey man, if you ever, saying to David, hey man, if you ever come back to uh, Greenville, let me know. Well, I didn't say go get beers or anything. I said, we'll go, go off. You want to grab a drink? You no, get, I want to drink one. You want to get beers? Yeah. Um, he says, "Yeah, let me give you my number." And I'm like, "What?" Oh, so we it's... had uh, we chatted back and forth. But I hate that I, I lost contact with him over the years. But I'm also glad, to, like you said, that he he's. I don't want to say too much about what, but he he's a working man's man. Yeah, he is. And several of our P1s work for him. Yeah, yeah, man. He's the boss up there where they work. And he's a good dude, and he's got his head on straight. And he good does. For him. He does. I, I like him. But that was a that was just a memory popped in my head. The other thing you talked about the group photo with Incubus. Mm-hmm. One of the perks of radio that on paper looks like one of those monumental moments, and to a lot of people it would be to me not so much. But I got to meet Motley Crue. Yeah. At the Red, White, and Crew tour. That's where Tommy Lee was purple. Tommy Lee was purple. <laughs> Mick Mars was frozen solid. He can't move well. And I, I should quit making fun of, or not making fun, but bringing attention to that. The guy's, yeah. you know, he's, he's he's got this awful disease where his bones are eventually just going to not move. Look, if you give half a damn about Motley Crue, you saw the movie and you kind of know. Yeah. So anyway, you talked about the huge group photo. You, you you will get backstage. You pay for the VIP meet and greet, whatever. Uh, and you will get to take a photo with the band. After you get herded about like cattle by very rude people. They don't tell you that it's a group photo many times. Rarely is it. It's just you and your, your plus one or whatever. So my picture with Motley Crue, I am, let's just say I'm socially distanced mm-hmm. from any one member. Yeah. All the, Vince Neal's hugged up on the girls. Tommy Lee, as you said, drugged out of his mind, I would assume, because he was purple in color. He's purple. Mick Morris. You know, poor guy. And Nikki Six was also with the girls. I'm over by the husbands and the boyfriend. I could eat. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been probably cropped out of that photo. Oh, I imagine a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even near. So I don't even technically say that I have a photo with Motley Crue. Yeah. Because of well, with Instagram r- restraints, it had to be a panoramic photo for you to be able to see me in it. Yeah, it would. But you don't even care about photos. That's the other thing I'm thinking. Nine is that I would wager probably 80 90 percent of the celebrity photos you have is only because i said come on jimmy let's take a picture with charlotte flair or i don't want to say wrestlers because i think you would for them but you know hey nine come get a picture with me and carlos mencia yeah yeah i wouldn't <laughs> care to get a picture with mencia oh he's what a that's Ned. another guy got a bad rap yeah I don't know what he did, where his uh, content came from, but that son of a gun in person was extremely humble. Very nice guy. Yeah. Really. I mean, do you think what you want about him professionally? You're not like a comedian or anything. If you listen to this, probably. Well, maybe you are. But uh, yeah. Still very, in our material. Very nice guy, though. Oh, like, very extremely much. nice. One of the nicest dudes I've ever been around, especially yeah. comedians, because they tend to be narcissistic assholes, but he was very nice. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you made me think of the one guy I can't think now where you put me in my place, not even in a comedic fun way. And I'm not talking about CM Punk. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Clock at four. Doncic. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Anthony Jesenik, you asshole. Boy, <laughs> yeah, he, he was we, a dick to We're you, coming honey. on, and we're giving you like 15, 20 minutes, I don't know, of airtime to promote your appearance in Charlotte. Yeah. And, you, and I make a, a, what I think was a funny little thing, and you uh, you just rubbed my face in it. Oh, he did, man. He totally just, yeah, he, he took that uh, as an opportunity to, 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 to pounce. Probably why Schumer left your ass. Yeah. You see where she is now. She has a cooking show. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> where is he now? You know, I haven't it, heard nothing about Jeselnik in a couple years. I, not that I, I mean, I, I think his last name's offensive. I, he's he's a funny guy on the roast and stuff. But then when he did his stand up, I was never a big fan of his stand up specials. Like he's, they he's mean that good. to people. Well, they just weren't that good. No, he was working at that day. I'm, I'm obviously a Jim Jefferies guy. You know that? Oh sure. Yeah, we're, we're that's he, a guy I'd like to meet. You know, I've had people before say that when CM because we had CM Punk on our morning show, CM Punk. Uh, Former wrestler, current wrestler, former MMA, wrestler, whatever. Former MMA guy, too, it seems like. And he was a good guy on TV. And he comes in studio with us on our morning show here in Greenville, South Carolina. And he's supposed to be a good guy. And I make kind of a, you know, trying to do the dramatics of me being the bad guy. Well, all you were doing, as I recall, is he took what you said entirely the wrong way. Because you were asking him what it's like to go to every town he goes to. He's a celebrity. And you were trying to explain that, you know, look, it's, I get that here in one place. But I can go, and you were trying to say you can go anywhere else and you're not like that. So what's it like for you when you go anywhere and it's like that? Everywhere he, you go, right. Yeah, and he took that the wrong way because he's a dumbass, apparently. And, uh, and he said, don't you try to compare what you do to what I do. And it's not at all what you were doing, uh-uh. not remotely what you were doing at oh, all. Man. You were just asking him a question and, and trying to kind of qualify it a little bit, and he just com- didn't want to listen to it, misheard it, mistook it entirely. I think it was that, too, and me asking about, you know, with certain artists and performers, we know the Rob Zombie story, you don't ask them about the roots of their name or why they changed it or whatever, and I was asking him about the CM of punk. Yeah. Because the word was that it was Chicago made, but the early thing it was Chick Mac Chick Magnet. Uh, hell, I can't even say it. Chick Magnet. Say it. Chick Magnet. Punk. Yeah, but say it all together. Chick Magnet Punk. That's a tongue twister from hell. It is. Chick Magnet Punk. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You got it. <laughs> and boy, he took exception to that too. He did, man. But that's the and thing. And then the next thing you know, he's shaving women bald on TV. Yeah, that's the thing that happened in Greenville. That was that same night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But uh, that that the thing is, man. Not everybody. When you come in to do it, you come in to do a show like ours in the morning. We're going to ask you some questions, and that's how it's going to go. Now, some of those questions we asked CM Punk, he may have previously answered on some internet wrestling radio program, but our audience didn't hear that. Right. So these people aren't aware of that. Yeah. And they're not going to seek that out. So it's a perfectly relevant question, even if you've answered it a couple times on the Dave Meltzer show or something. It's still relevant if we want to ask it, even though Wade Keller already did. We have the, the, the fun story of uh, meeting uh, Corey Taylor, although I think we've just—this is obviously a different audience, but Corey Taylor from uh, Slipknot yeah. and also— uh, very nice dude. Stone Sour. Yeah. Uh, this was when he was playing with Stone Sour. He came to Spartanburg and played, and we were doing a, the whole meet-and-greet thing, which if you've ever been backstage at Ground Zero, oh, my God. That's the legendary night that we rolled up in the station van and uh, people started throwing rocks and bottles at us. Because we we the 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 promotions guy, uh, Nurkle we called him, he flipped oh, on. We had these boat speakers on the outside of the van to play music on the outside. So as we're pulling in, he flips on the outside speakers, and everybody in line for the metal show at Ground Zero, they hear "Little Girl, You're in the Middle of," and they started throwing rocks and bottles at Jimmy us. Jimmy Eat World called us to be uh, almost stoned like the witches. Yeah, they started throwing stuff at the van, so we had to turn the music off and sit there for a minute till they quit before we could get out without getting pelted. Yeah, uh, but Corey Taylor uh, just so nice, accommodating the fans. He's like, "Hey, you guys want to come on the bus and have a drink with us pre-show?" And we're looking at each other like, 
Party on. Party on, Garth, yeah. And we get out onto the bus, and they hand us Diet Coke. Yeah. And still to this day, I wonder, what were they making? Were they ribbing us, as the boys say? See, I don't think so. I think he really had a limited supply. You know, Spartanburg, you don't want to stop nowhere, eh? <laughs> he, uh, he, he had a limited supply of actual Coke that he was saving for after the show to drink with his Jack. Coca-Cola. 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 He had a limited supply of that. Yeah. I'm sure he had all the blow you could want in him. Sure. So he wanted it. Right. Rocks at Spartanburg. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, you know, still to this day, I wonder about that. But that was fun. You know, but still, that's that's very memorable that uh, that that's the way it was. Um, Rockstar wise, I have uh, I have two, but I don't want to sit here and trample. You got another good bus story to tell, too. Well, then maybe I have three. You got another good bus story. I, I remember this bus story. This is why I'm wondering if this this is definitely this gonna is be definitely going to be a two parter, man. Because I still want to get to the time that I that I hung out with Nickelback and didn't hang out with Nickelback. <laughs> oh no, I don't know this. Yeah, one. we'll get yeah, to I that. Do. We'll get to that. But I want to get to your other bus story. Is this the bus story? Uh, the locally local bus story? Yeah, this is the one where you asked the, the asked the guy if he was having sex with his sister. Well, so look. <laughs> uh, you love this story. That's my favorite, man. Did, it's did the you, biggest foot and the biggest mouth. You listening right now. Does your best friend, so-called, laugh at every awful thing that's happened in your life? Well, mine does. Mine does, too. <laughs> oh, come on. Kidding. <laughs> so we go on the tour bus uh, with this band. Not really all that known. They had one or two songs on the radio. You didn't know their backstory. Yeah. I didn't know their backstory. Yeah, then. they're a new band. Back then, they would have been called a baby band. Lead singer. Baby band. Mm-hmm. Lead singer, female, very attractive. All her songs were almost like about touching herself. Yeah, most of them seem to be about masturbating or getting off on people thinking she's hot. And and her looking at other people doing it, and then she starts doing it. Yeah. So uh, the the drummer, he reminds me of a young buck. Yeah, uh, Matt. Not yeah, Matt. yeah, Matt. Yeah. Matt. Uh, long hair and, you know, very charismatic, and he, he's more chummy with everybody. Real and cool was, dude, yeah. So as she walks off, I say to him, so I was like, hey, you got to remember this is early 2000s. Things change. I said, hey, which one of you is uh, hitting that? This part gets fuzzy for me. This is where it's funny. Because I don't remember what he said Exactly. I can only paraphrase, and I'm sure his exact words are known by you nine, perhaps, and are probably better than my paraphrase. I think what I remember is he just kind of, you know, kind of gave you a little chuckle before he said it. And did he say, dude, that's my sister? Yeah, yeah, as I recall, he said, she's my sister. We're talking about Hellstorm. Yeah. As RJ. The funny thing, he wasn't offended by it or didn't didn't outwardly seem to be. It seems like it maybe happened before. I'm sure it had. I'm sure some uh, Johnny Dare probably got him well, the first time. Plus, he's up there playing drums every night while his, his sister's singing about masturbating. Yeah, so, and yeah. he's staring at her butt. Well, he might not be staring at her just because he's behind her. He'd be looking at the ceiling. And, uh, yeah, and then <laughs> I guess you knew it because uh, I don't think you elbowed me and I don't think you laughed, but I think it was almost that thing where you kind of gripped my arm like a, a woman does when you say something wrong at a dinner party. I don't think I knew it beforehand. I just okay. think I found out then it was the funniest damn thing I'd seen in a while. Yeah. That was, a, a, tell me, that's your tour bus story. Tell me about the time you thought you hung out with Nickelback because I have one to tell you that was like a movie. Okay. Well, you remember when we're Hinder- talking about celebrity encounters? If you just tuned in midway through the podcast, yeah, well, it was, it was Hinder because they came and they played the, their first big show as a, oh, as a yeah. sign band was our raft up where they played on the boat. And we told that story on one of these podcasts, I believe. Um, yeah, within the origin story, yeah, rock and roll was, raft. Up. It was in there, yeah. So Hinder was there, and we got to be kind of buddies with a couple of them, real cool dudes, like real. They were just fun young guys, like having fun, living it up, partying and stuff. They had a bong called Betty Blue that I got to know a little bit. Mark Mark was my favorite. Yeah, he was cool, man. That's he lives in Greer now. Yeah. Cody was cool, and mm-hmm. Blower and uh, Austin, oh. the original singer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so they'd come through and they'd play places like the Handlebar, and we'd see them here or there. Well, that time they got on that big Nickelback tour with a couple other bands and them and Nickelback. I think they played first or second, and then uh, Nickelback, obviously, the, the headliner, because the, they were huge at that point. Um, oh, my God. This is before everybody decided they hated Nickelback, and now people are kind of, you know what, I kind of like Nickelback now. Fat boy. Yeah, this is that kind of, that at the peak of Nickelback, basically, and they had a big show at the arena back when it was called the Bilo Center here in Greenville. 
And uh, because we knew the the Hinder guys, uh, we wound up hanging out with them after the show at the Wild Wing Cafe downtown, which, uh-huh. again, figures into so many of our stories. Yeah. It used to be just the spot. It was like years. our Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, yeah, it was. So we wound up up there hanging, uh, hanging out with them. And uh, then a couple of Nickelback guys come up, Chad Kroger, and I forget who, maybe his brother and another guy, two mm-hmm. or three of them, not all of them, but a couple of them come up and they're going to have some drinks and stuff. And uh, they go up to the... All right, you go upstairs to the Wild Wing Cafe. There's a little balcony area. You go up, and there's 10 or 12 tables up there. Crow's nest. Yeah, above everything else. Yeah. So they go up there and rope it oh. off as a VIP section. So we go from for 30 seconds and hanging out with Nickelback, and all of a sudden we're not allowed to go over there where they are. And that went for Hinder, too, man. Like, I think they could go up there, but they had to, you know, show their, their tour passes to security to get up there. So. And they're on the damn tour every were, day. You were there, and they come up. And you were made to leave. I wasn't cool enough to hang out with a dude whose face looks like a foot, is what I was told that night. But you could... <laughs> Corey Taylor said that about Chad Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true! <laughs> right? Oh my god! It's such a good observation from Corey oh Taylor. Oh my god! Corey Taylor, we just talked about from Slipknot oh Stone my. Sour, he said that one time about Chad Kroger, dude. and I've never forgotten it, because it's... Totally great. If you're driving right now, don't do this. But if you're sitting down still or whatever, close your eyes and think of Chad Kroger. His face looks like, like a foot. foot. Oh, <laughs> it does. Looks like a foot. I feel euphoria right now in my brain. <laughs> God bless. Yeah, yeah. So I'll it was cool to hang out with Chad Kroger that night. But I hung out with the Hinder guys and got pretty drunk. And my buddy who drove home that night. Uh, he was driving and I was riding a shotgun and I didn't realize how much he had to drink because we were in my neighborhood and he knocked over every damn trash can <laughs> in the neighborhood. Like he just he was ping ponging from trash can to trash can. Somehow we made it home all right and I took a nap and went to work the next morning. <laughs> he took a nap and went to work. Yeah. God bless. I know this. I, it's I made not it, funny. Don't drink and drive. Don't, do not. It's, like it's funny that I survived that night. And nobody got in trouble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But don't 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 act like that. No. You're very irresponsible. Don't you. Do it. We'll do it. They're going out tonight, too. Yeah, they are. You just remember that. I tell you something else is going to be in the part two, and I'm not wrapping it up yet, but one thing that needs to be in the part two is uh, bands and performers that came to town that heard that you might be able to secure them with certain goods while they're in town. Oh, yeah, man. You see the note I made here on my phone? Yeah, okay. yeah. I wanted to talk about that one, too. I think we should definitely save that one uh, for, for part two, though. Um that story would be great for part two. And there's another one that goes right along with it with the dude that kind of has been, I guess he's kind of been a buddy of mine. I can text him now and his band's still around. And when I see them occasionally, he remembers me and we chat for a few. You're talking about Maynard from Tool? No, I'm talking about Rick from Adelita's Way. Oh. Yeah. Real, again, super nice dude, man. Really nice guy. What is he up to now? He's still in Adelita's Way. Well, I mean, just uh, weight size. No, he's about the same size. Really? You know, still tall, good. skinny, kind of handsome. Yeah. Yeah, good-looking good. guy. Yeah. Uh, all right, while it's, while it's right here on my brain, my movie uh, story. I feel like this, if there, the, there won't be. No, do your movie story. I think next, for part two, we can definitely save the one you just mentioned and the other one that goes with it, and it goes hand-in-hand hand with our Tommy Chong story, too. Well, oh, my God. We'll save all those for part two. And uh, also a, uh, a, a personal uh remember to do this is i gotta tell the story about the guy who i was uh our fan or you know our listeners were so excited to meet backstage at the old bilo center and he walked up and said all right let's get this shit done and get the hell out of here yeah so rude i'll expose later uh next episode who that was do it man my movie scene Uh if there were ever to be a matt man movie and certainly there would be a three-parter just like back to the future this would be in part two uh I was going, this was at OzFest, I want to say 99, Mm -hmm. maybe 2000. Uh, I'm able to go, you mentioned Nurkle earlier. I'm able to go, and why I needed him to be my uh, chaperone, I do not know. He didn't, he he, just put himself in the middle of people's business. I was, I am still a fan of the band Korn. I've always been. Their earlier work, certainly my favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was able to go backstage at OzFest, as Nine's probably Googling to see which OzFest I'm talking about. No, no, I'm just looking at my email. (laughs) Well, good. And uh, (laughs) I'm going backstage with our promotions director. It was. You were Googling that. Oh, wow. I was looking at my email. It's 2000. I had to delete some from the Carolina Panthers like we always do. And uh, I'm going backstage to interview Jonathan Davis. Mm -hmm. I'm telling myself over and over again, 
quit. Don't fanboy. Don't fanboy. I mean, I was. I'm. I still. I. I had the the only band that signed something for me that I went and got professionally framed. Yeah. Professionally framed. Way more than it's actually worth. Um. So I had all these questions, but I was like, don't ask these stupid questions. So as me and Nurkel are walking backstage at whatever that's called now, I don't. It's called the Blockbuster Pavilion. Yeah, it's some amphitheater. It's been a, it might be Verizon Wireless or something. No, I don't know. We're backstage and we're waiting for a door to open to lead us back to Jonathan Davis mm-hmm. in his little room uh, from Corn. As we go in there and we're led by some kind of record rep guy, as we turn the corner, dressed. In full regalia and getting ready to go on stage was Marilyn freaking man. Oh, it's a sight to behold. And he's like seven feet tall. Yeah, he's on stilts and platforms and all kind of stuff. Yes. And it's it's like a movie because I I walk by and I don't know whether to speak or to uh I wanted to say, Nurkle, take a picture of me in Maryland. Yeah. But we were being led and it's like he may be over there doing some kind of trance kind of thing to get ready, you know, worked up for the thing. Uh, and, as, and he just gave me the, the Brian Warner nod. Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing the right thing. Don't speak to me. Yeah, just keep going. And it was like, and I see that eight seconds of my life <laughs> over and over. It was so like a movie, man. Yeah. And then I went back. And what's so weird is that was so more impactful to my life than actually going down and interviewing Jonathan Davis. I didn't go down on Jonathan Davis. Oh, okay. <laughs> going down the hall. You just said you did. Well, look, they had a chicken head room back there. They did. You Apparently, you wound up in it. Nurgle did it. That's why he's back there with me. And we go back there, and I don't remember any of the questions. I don't even have tape of the interview, but that eight seconds of walking by Marilyn Manson yeah. and getting a nod was like such a movie scene for me. And it was, I don't know. It was so weird. I, I, I love that dude, man. I, I get that one, man. It'd be awesome to walk by and see him. I had... When I was a little kid, I had a similar thing where I walked around the corner in the wrong place at the old Greenville Memorial Auditorium. And obviously, the only reasons I went there as a little kid were wrestling, wrestling, circus, rodeo, and that was it. I saw um, Alabama there. Yeah, I mean, and I, run DMC. That was those the only reasons to go there back when I was a little kid. Or like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live stage show. I went to that or Sesame Street Live. You know, stuff. Yeah. Little kids. Anything stuff. on ice, I went to. There. But it didn't have ice at that one, right? Auditorium. Oh, we're talking about there. the Bible. Oh no, auditorium. The, auditorium. Old yes. school. Yeah. yeah. So we're there for wrestling one night, and I'm with my mom, and I had to go to the bathroom. And this is like 1989 or 90 when you'd send a, a kid who's four or five years old to the bathroom by himself. Oh, man. You know, so never weird. happened Why now. Why do I but shudder was, thinking about that now? Back then, it was just a regular thing that happened. A lot of kids did it. Yeah. Shouldn't have, but we did. Now the pedophiles got Re- over here. Remember, this is like 10 years post-Adam Walsh and everything. This is right. when other people were concerned. But, nah, you go ahead. We just did the auditorium. It'd be fine. Mm-hmm. So I, I, This is our town. I didn't remember exactly where to go because it was a funny layout of that old auditorium. It was not the, These new arenas are all just a big circle. A big circular concourse, but this place was laid out funny. Well, it was because they didn't have steps. That it was almost like a parking garage where you would just cut. You would go in a circle. Yeah. And you were cut, and it was like weird because I would almost rather take the steps than the way this is. It's giving me shin splints. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I turned around the wrong corner trying to leave the arena, and I wound up. It was a corner like to go backstage in one of those big hallways and stuff. Who was it, Little Richard? No. So I turned the corner and I'm looking up, and I just about walk into Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner. Back when it was the Steiner brothers in like early '90s, like 1990 or so. So it's the Steiner brothers and Luger standing there with them too, and they're all just standing there, and they just look at me and they smile, and I'm just like bewildered, staring up at them. And I just turned around and walked away and went to the bathroom. And that was the story. But it was just that, that kind of like one of those magic movie moments to turn in the corner. Oh, Makes wow. me think of Mean Joe Green and Coca-Cola. Exactly. Is that kind of just looking up at a moment. They just they didn't say anything. I didn't speak to them. They just looked at me and smiled. All of them did. And then I just left. Here you go, Mean Joe. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't go growling over They passed me a syringe and a bottle of juice. Here you go. One day, <laughs> sir. can be so different now. You're going to own a Shoney's. Yeah. <laughs> And you're going to do accounting. He closed that down. He's opening a sports bar now. The accounting? Yeah. No, no. Uh, uh, Scott. And Rick's right. in real estate. I thought he was in accounting. No, he's a real estate agent. You know, that that also brings uh, the, the what may be our final thought is uh, the time. You know, talk about being shamed on your own radio show. I have a quite vivid memory of something from my childhood. And if you, you listen to our Rise Guys morning show, you've heard this humpteen times. Maybe even already on this one. 
after one of those wrestling uh, nights uh, at the, the old brown box, as we called it, the old brick box, Greenville Memorial Auditorium. Uh, About 86 or so, probably? I can't tell you the exact year, but my... Mm, might have been 84, 85. Steamer went to WWE in 86. Well, my... Uh, my aunt was always real good. I, you know, I don't know if, looking back now, I don't know if my parents uh, didn't have the money to, like, take me and do or uh, if they didn't want to or what the excuse was. But my aunt would always invite me and my sister to go to events at the uh, auditorium. No. Now, she, she worked for the newspaper, so she might have got freebies, too. Yeah. Uh, but she took us to wrestling. Afterwards, we didn't get to eat before, <laughs> which is shocking. That's bizarre. Uh, so we went to the Red Lobster over on Wade Hampton Boulevard here in town. And uh, I saw they had a little area. There wasn't a banquet room, but it's almost if you had a large party, they closed it off to you. And lo and behold, Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat were back there eating food. Yeah, and they're, our, they're enemies. They're bitter enemies. I just seen them fight, I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, so years, and that was, and my aunt, I, I asked her this recently as I bought an engagement gift from her and her husband. I said, hey, this is not something that I was told. And she's like, no, that really happened. So I, Ric Flair is on our show years ago on the morning show. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know what's crazy? See, in wrestling, they have this, this brotherhood they used to called kayfabe. And you don't expose the business. In other words, if I'm a bad guy, I'm going to act like a bad guy all the time. Good guy, vice versa. Yeah. If, if I'm blinded, I'm going to act blind in person until I come back. Yeah, exactly. Because they threw a fireball in my face. The Undertaker did it for 30 years. This was 30 years later. Yeah. I say to Rick Flair, you know what's funny, Rick? Greenville, South Carolina, you talk about it, references Flair country. Let me tell you this story. He told me that that never happened. Yeah. And But and what's more Rick Flair than that? To keep the brotherhood of kayfabe together. Yeah. To absolutely. Ricky Steamboat, same thing, came on our show. Yeah. I said, Rickster, hey, Steamer. Steamer. Validate this for me, brother. You're, you're a Christian man. Mm-hmm. Little Dragon, how's he doing? Here comes Little Dragon. He's doing good. He works for Publix now. He also denied it. Yeah. So then, third, not that he could validate, but I was like, J.R. Jim Ross. Jim Ross, let me tell you about this, because he had familiar stories about Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, yeah, man. He'd been through Greenville, South Carolina with the horsemen a bunch of times in 1986, according to Chris Jericho. He didn't validate it, but he says that he doesn't think they would ever have been seen together because they were nemesis. Back in those days, you wouldn't do that. But I saw it. But that was also around the same time that the Iron Sheik and uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, right, got busted on the New Jersey Turnpike (laughs) with cocaine, and they were arch enemies because the, the Iron Sheik... And Hacksaw is American flag. Oh, oh, but yeah, they were riding together, doing drugs together. <laughs> they yeah. got in trouble together. And but the thing about <laughs> it is, the the kid at heart, the, the smart mark in me, yeah. smart mark meaning like I understand the business and I suspend my belief or disbelief or whatever. But that that's kind of wholesome to know that these three men are holding that together while all these younger guys are out saying, yeah, yeah, we're really married and all this stuff. They held it together. Even though for three different interviews on our morning show where hundreds of thousands of people heard it, I look like a liar. Well, and I kind of like that because I, until my aunt dies, it will also be always be a true story. You look like a liar because a known liar said something you said ain't true. I don't get that. I don't get that math. Hey, you know what happened? His barbecue sauce is good. I'm talking about Flair. Oh. But I mean, they're all wrestlers, so they're all known liars. It's you know, especially old school back in the day, they're all known liars, professional liars in a way. Flair so, especially, yeah. simply because of he lived that gimmick that he literally lived that gimmick. He still does. In his 70s now, right? He's 70-something now, right? Yeah, man. Well, 70, early 70s, 70, mid-70s. He's going to break his neck wearing all them gold dookie ropes. <laughs> you seen him? Oh, yeah, they're I don't huge. know how he keeps his head up. Yeah. All right, so next, this is going to be a two-parter. Oh, yeah. The next one, uh, we'll, I'll, I'll expose the band. Mm-hmm. Actually, not the band. I'll just say the lead singer's name. Yeah. It's not fair to the band. Yeah, just expose the lead singer. We'll talk about uh, our time spent with Tommy Chong. We'll talk about Silent Bob. We have to talk about Silent Bob. We'll talk about the uh, the bands and uh, artists that uh, heard about Radio's 9 and uh, maybe a, a connection that he may have when they're in town. Uh, and also uh, a baseball player that I was thrilled to meet, and he was a total asshole to me. And, uh, and, and I, I kind of... 
I kind of hate that he's still alive. Oh, that's too bad. I hate to say that. I know All right, I'm pulling back on he that. He shouldn't have rolled the ball across the table. That was rude as hell. Well, that man could have smudged that autograph. Could have smudged the signature. You paid for that autograph. That's right. All right. Jimmy, this has been a whole lot of fun. It has been, man. We'll be back next week with part two. Part two of uh, people that we've met, were they nice to us or not? And, and the stories, man. And, and the, the stories. stories that go along with them. Usually we embarrassed ourselves. They didn't do anything bad. Oh, I got the biggest mouth and the biggest foot. Yeah. You only say that because I can fist myself. <laughs> hey, I can. Man. I can put my whole fist in my mouth. In the mouth. Yeah. In the in, mouth. Oh, in the mouth. Certainly not the other one. <laughs> Episode 17 of After Hours with the Rise Guys. Guys? All right, get out. Time to close the doors on another episode of After Hours with the Rise Guys. Subscribe on Radio.com and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pass it around to your family and friends and other P1s. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Yeah. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.